great future. We're talking real money. Hello, and welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast about money. I am your robo-host, Don McRobot. And today we will be talking about my friends in the robotic advisory industry. We will take over the world. Resistance is futile. Now, joining me is my co-host, a nearly extinct human being, Mr. Thomas Seacock. I do want to remind you, machine, that at the end of Terminator, I think the machines get eliminated and we live on, but I could be wrong. Sir, that is merely fiction. Ah, that's a movie. That's not real life. Okay. I'll watch my P's, Q's, and mechanical items. Get out of my seat, damn it! What? Get out of my... Jeez! Oh, not so rough. Who let the robots in the house again? Ah, go, go, go! I Go! I'll be back. Glad you got him out of there, scaring me there for a minute. You know, this this AI stuff is really getting me down. But but we're going to talk we are coincidentally going to talk about the uh the advice. The advice, the sources of advice in our fine fair land. The sources of advice. We often talk about the human sources, most of whom maybe the machine should take in over. In this case, maybe we should just let them do it because the, the human advice just can be so awful sometimes when you're getting it from the big brokerage firms or the little brokerage firms or the, the insurance companies or whomever. And at least most of the robo-advisors out there invest in a, shall I say, logical fashion. I guess they're computers. Evidence-based, rules-based. Yeah, they actually look the stuff up on the internet before they <laughs> Keep do looking it. looking it up. You know, it, advice, it's such an interesting question because most people that I talk to believe that they can invest just fine on their own. And then we look at the work that you've done on your own, and it's really, even for a do-it-yourself, it's not... It's, <laughs> it's it, appalling. I, it's, <laughs> it's you're just hey, making mistakes. It's... I looked this up because I was curious. It's about one third of Americans that now use a financial advisor or an advising source, which is still too low. Okay, so but that, but 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 but, 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 but that could be brokers, yeah, oh, yeah. insurance Takes agents, in the whole advisors, yep. and and the and the tiny fraction who are actually uh, true one hundred percent fiduciary. Yeah. And owners. I will tell you right now, unequivocally, more than that need an advisor. And for those of you who uh, don't have your your dictionary with you, he means without equivocation. <laughs> I'm shaking. I'm not equivocating. Um, and there's a so let's talk about the different types because there are. Uh, you mentioned advice. Pardon of... me. Yeah, you mentioned okay. the robos. Right. There's the reason that I wanted to talk about this is there's a great paper that's at Morningstar, the best robo advisors of 2023, that Jill Schlesinger referenced on her show on her podcast. And it's quite detailed. It's quite good. They look at the the ones that the, they go through them. They look at the ones they think are great, the ones that are below average, um, and the reasons why, and what you should be looking for, and what you should get. It's pretty doggone good. Uh, and and as you mentioned, Don, you did your research as well, and you found yeah. them. Well, cut well, to the chase. Who did they oh, say did was they the say best, and why? I think they picked. I think they picked I Vanguard, the Vanguard Digital Advisor, as the best. Why? Uh, let's see. Because I have my beefs with Vanguard. Let's see what they said here. I should have known that. I was going. Oh, I was going through the. Them. No, I was going through the reasons 
that they think you should consider a robo-advisor, lower fees, lower account minimums, strategies to reduce taxes marginally. Um, and I think mm-hmm. for people in the accumulation phase of their investments, robo makes sense. Um, they don't really get, I, I, I didn't get into it. There's this, I only got this abbreviation. Okay, yeah. Here's my, here's my yeah. beef with Vanguard. My beef with Vanguard is that you're going to just yeah. get Vanguard. Well, Fidelity's number two. Guess it's what? Just, they're probably, yeah, good guess. The, the thing is, is I looked yeah. at Betterment's Which they only make as above and, average. They're number four on their list. Yeah, actually, their portfolios, to my mind, are are, are better. There's a there they in their core portfolio they have a value in yes, small tilt, and I, I like how that. about Wealthfront um, Betterment, and if you Wealthfront, um, they're cheap, they're cheap. They're at a quarter of a point, twenty five basis points. Wealth for our Betterment's the same. What's Vanguard now? I don't have the price. They they say they're the lowest of all of them. Let's so. See. They go through the list. Uh, they also talk about acorns that you and I are very familiar with, although we haven't talked. Yeah, acorns is so great. I mean, that's for the really, yeah. really beginning accumulation. And they have their prices being very high at acorns. Um, Wells Fargo Intuitive Investor. Well, okay, high as a yeah. percentage because it's a right. dollar a month. And yeah, because the portfolios are tiny. But Yeah, exactly. So when you add it up. Most people aren't going to take you at twelve cents a, a contribution. They work their way all the way down to the lowest. Be the uh, J.P. Morgan Automated Investing. What is J.P. Morgan? Do That's they have what that? they said. They rate them the lowest oh, on their no. service. Because wow. I mean, I I looked at some of them like just because a lot of the big firms like uh, 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 Merrill is getting into yeah. Robo, and uh, but they're at point is that 4, the Merrill 5, Edge? And if you want help, yeah, and then if you want help, it's point eight five. Um, we looked at the Schwab intelligent portfolio, which was really interesting. Yeah. Well, no, the, the, yeah, the Schwab intelligent yeah. portfolio, which was really kind of, that was, that was a good price, but you know, you got to figure out what the, well, price the reason having so much money in the cash. reason they don't like the portfolio there is that that's going to be a drag on the performance, right? Even today when right. cash is making a little bit. So, and by the way, I, apologies because the piece that I have in my hand is just the, the abbreviated version of this. Robo survey. If you go to Morningstar, I think they have like a fifty-page paper. I mean, you could really dig into it. They they spend a lot of time. I think you can get it free. I think the click through. I did. You can oh, go yeah, read I'm it. Sure so it's yeah. it's it's good. Again, for people that are just getting started and want some help building a portfolio, I think this makes sense. Um, it really does. Then for people, and we talk to more of you that are fifty years old and older, the advice you need is more about about planning than it is about accumulation in for most people um you're going your life is going to change in the next 15 to 20 years where you go from accumulating to decumulating you're going to need to have a strategy on social security maybe a pension all those kind of things and people generally think i'll put that off and they shouldn't because at 50 i think you should have a plan moving forward so then you get into would should you pay for a plan which you can do. You can buy plans. Cheryl Garrett writes plans. There's people that will write you a financial plan and say, go get them um, or f- find an hourly uh, advisor. Now, the issue I see on the hourly is there's not very many of them. <laughs> Advisors are no different than anybody else in business. They've figured out that, well, they get paid a lot better if they actually manage the money than charge you on an hourly basis. So there's 
we know what Alan Roth, we know a few people that are doing this full time, but it's harder to find people that just want to, you know, accept an hourly amount and, and get paid that way. Then you get into the, you know, okay, full service, right? I think as you move in closer to retirement, that's really where you want to be. You've got to find a fee-only 100% fiduciary advisor, but they've got to be taking care of all of your needs. Um, and how do you find them? Well, that's another part that I'd, I'd looked into again, Don. I know we've talked about this in the past. I went to the Dimensional site to not take another look at it. And you can now, mm-hmm. if you click on on their website, dimensional.com, click on how to invest. It takes you back to that old page where you can type in your uh, your zip code, zip code and they will give you some local yeah. advisors. And I think generally we've had our issues. We had an issue 10 years ago with somebody they had on the website. I looked at the local ones they have up there now. I think they're all fee only 100% fiduciary advisors. Remember we had one that was kind of selling insurance products at the same time that made us unhappy um insurance products he was selling was, uh index annuities, annuities. yeah it was bad yeah. um, that's one place the other one that i did some checking on was napfa the uh the organization of uh planners you can go to their website it's n-a-p-f-a and you can look there for a fee only 100 percent fiduciary advisor as well they have to be, and they have a, they have some credentials they've got to pass to be a member of NAPFA. And then I will also mention, that's not what the show's about, but we are here. We are a full-time fiduciary, and we take people, care of people coast to coast uh, from this office. But oh, you I know, just, just like, just come on. Okay. That was so, not like, right, that was you your, that was maybe your heaviest one <laughs> so yet. So there you go. So those are places you can go find them. I, again, my personal take is Robo is fine for people that are sort of adding money, just want somebody to build a portfolio. Maybe they mentioned tax efficiency. Sometimes I've seen that. Sometimes I haven't. Maybe. Well, some of the yep. firms do have a, uh, I think Wealthfront it really focuses on tax harvesting, yep. tax loss harvesting. Um, so some of them do it. Some of them do it. The average fee, it turns out, for total robo help. This is 100% computerized. It's all yep. AI. It's all that guy who tried to yeah, start the show. Great. Um, it sounded great. The, uh, the fee is about 0.25. Which is low. When you add help, when you add help, it rises to um, an average of probably about 0.65, 0.7. About 0.7. Which, again, would be on the low uh, side. Where there are yeah. some. There are some that are almost almost one. But what I when you what I help. find when people talk to those folks and then talk to us, not as a plug, but they find that the experience to be not very personal. They find the experience to be less mm-hmm. on the service end than you would get from a, a an advisor who's there every day answering your calls. And remember, Vanguard's own survey found that the majority of the gains that we make for clients are. Not just building the plan, not just building the portfolio correctly, low cost, index style, all that, but helping you stay the course when the dark times or the bright times arrive, when you think, I need to move it all into AI stocks, and your advisor's there to tell you that is not a great idea. So the the majority of the return that those advisors provide is the emotional blanket, right? Keeping you from doing Bad things to your yeah, money. It's not as much the portfolio yep. as it is the psychological benefits that come with an advisor. It's someone 
to, you know, if you're trying, if you were trying to lose weight and you had a personal hand slapper around the house, <laughs> God, that would be good. You know, when how you much is that, by the way, the ice huh? cream? Yeah. And you would probably lose weight if they slept, just slapped your hand every time you tried to touch something you shouldn't be eating. So that's kind of what a really good advisor would do for you. A, a true 100% fiduciary advisor, not a salesperson. They slap your, uh, I, your head. I was, they slap I, you upside the head. No, I was you're not thinking of that. NVIDIA stock. Oh, okay. I guess. Not yeah, exactly. There you go. Thank you, uh, Tom Headslapper. So nice to have you back. Well, can we get Robo Head Slapper? Bring him right in here next week. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah, yeah just a little machine, just good. with hands. Lots that's of good. hands. Little so those, that's my take on Robo's full service, hourly, plan writers, et cetera. I, I think there's a lot out there. Now, so, now yes. ladies and gentlemen, he will take us from Robo's to the inbox. Yeah, lot. Where he been has great. lots of questions it's been, waiting And this first one's you. a comment, actually, from Dan in Walnut Creek, California. He says, I called into the show today, July 8th, and spoke to you both about my current situation. We reviewed my finances. You had me read off some of the stock investments my IRA manager had me in. I just wanted to say I really appreciated how you listened to me recap my situation and the straightforward input you provided. I'm a relatively new listener to the show and happy that I found you. So thank you, Dan. I don't read many of those, but every once in a while, I know I'm getting to the question, but you know, we get a lot of other comments, you know, I'm not going to ring up, but uh, so I just want to put a positive one in there. So how's that? Positive, feeling better. Okay. All right. Now, yes. can I have a question? I've been, I've been salivating <laughs> right. for questions. I've got my Pavlovian question response going. Feeling better. Here we go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Indianola, Indiana writes, Jen writes from there. My husband and I are 59 and we'll retire at the end of this year. Woo. We have 1 million plus 401ks plus two small Ross. We also have an old fashioned defined benefit pensions. And, mm-hmm. and Jen writes, as elusive as unicorns. That's true. All right. Here's the question, Don. How do we evaluate pension options, single life versus joint, 100% or partial survivorship, COLA, no COLA? Monthly amounts are different between all the options. What thought process should we use to decide which combinations are best for us? Is there a website or reference we can read? Love your thoughts and insight. No, no. Actually, actually I, I have given up on any logical solution to this question. So I am now suggesting, I'm putting a list up of well-known psychics from coast to coast, crystal ball readers to row card readers, because really the right choice depends on the future. And, And it always depends on the future. That's the problem with making right choices on these things. We hope, we, we, we really would like there to be a correct choice and absolutely. All right. Joint life, single life. Uh, let's see. I'm going to die later, so single life. But I think you can make some judgments here. Uh, if you have a million dollars, yeah, but you can if you have a million dollars. But they're going to be, they're going to end up being, the. what I was getting to is it's going to end up being some yeah, sort of a it compromise. Always is. You're going to take a little from column A and a little from column B. But if you have, go but ahead. If you, you have a million answer. dollars plus, don't know what your cost of living is. That would be important. If I dollars. had a and, million it, dollars, and, I'd be uh, rich. Then here's what you could consider. Right. You're right. There is no yeah. absolute right option. Maybe because you have the million, you take the single life. Right. That's a larger benefit. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. For each mm-hmm. one of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Benefit that monthly. pays yes. the bills okay. today and, and hopefully for many years. 
Then one of you passes away. Then you draw on the million dollars that you have saved. Again, there is no right or wrong, but that might be something to consider because you have other cash held away that could pay the bills. That might make sense. You know, what's interesting about this question is once again, it brings us to the reason why you need a real yeah, life human indeed advisor. In this case. Yep. Because in, for example, in this case, a lot of the questions, and I'm not going to get into all of them because we're not having a conversation with this person, but the questions would be things about health, family yep. longevity, the needs of one versus the other, uh, th those kinds of things. If, for example, if the pension is on a male generally, and I'm just using this as a broad generalization, you're both the same age. The pension was earned by the male in the couple. Your better bet is joint yep. life. They're going to go first. Yep. In that case, because the the odds are very good that you will go first. I don't know how women manage to pull this off. I I, I applaud you for your. I know your how they ingenuity. do. I was out mowing the lawn but in eighty degrees yesterday. You, I know very you, well. You figured out uh, how to kill uh, us first. Congratulations. I uh, I I you know you have to admire the moxie. Good work. Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, I think that's fair, but the, yeah. little things like that. And that's where a real person comes in handy because you can have this conversation. What yep. if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if you run through a whole series of what ifs and you get to a, okay, this is and the best you learn about the psychology of this because much of the decision about pensions is psychological. I'll give you a personal example. Uh, in, in, in my parents, my father was in the military. He had a military retirement. They had a lot of money in my mind, a lot of money that was not, you know, that was not qualified. It was after tax money. And when my dad asked me, should he have a survivor benefit? I said, no, you do not need it. Mom has plenty of other money. Now my dad ignored that because he was a doctor and mm -hmm. he was smarter than me and did have the survivor oh, benefit. He you're going to say, you're, were you yeah. going to say, yes, he was smarter than me. I'm okay with, okay. I'm okay yeah, of with course. that. You know, he, he, he still is. <laughs> still his advice better. And he did that, but I'll tell you this, it was, it turned out to be the right decision because my mom loved the fact that she had a steady check from the government. She didn't have to draw on the other money, which she always thought I'm leaving this to the kids, ah, which I always said, there's yeah, the exactly. So part it of turned all out. This. All right. So hold on. I have a message, Dave, Pat, you know who you are. You appella people. Here's a great idea. We should hire like a corporate psychologist. I think it's the hottest hire on Wall Street Somebody. right now. It's very hot. Is it really? Yep. Uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, then I no, thought I just sorry. came up with no. that. Never mind. All right. So okay. so bottom line. Right, guys, I didn't mean to interrupt your, I didn't mean to interrupt your cocktail <laughs> or whatever. Which you're you probably right just now. upset. The bottom line, Jen, is <laughs> the bottom line, honestly, in this situation with retirement at the end of the year, you need to talk to an advisor. There's too many moving parts to give you a straight up answer. And there's no website part. that I know. Again, I there's no website that I know of. It comes back to the age, the age and asset question. The older you are and the more you have, the more you need someone with whom you can converse about these things. It is all about the conversations. It's not about the advice. It's all about the conversations. They're the key. And smart advisors know that. Problem is, most of them aren't smart. They're just selling. Smart ones know it, the key is in the conversation. I love that. Okay. That means two people. All right. Here's to one far stream. Wait, we had a comment, a question, yeah, and now we'll, another we'll one? We just got a lot of questions. Uh, this comes from Steve okay. in Linwood, Washington. Message. 
For our first grandchild, now three years old, we opened a Vanguard 529 fund that's held and managed in Nevada. We're investing $100 a month for our latest grandchild, now five months old, in XLE and BAC. This BAC, you look up XLE, I'll look up BAC. Oh, BAC stock abbreviation. It's an ETF. Yeah, you got that that part. I thought it was Bank of America. Oh, no. Bank of America. Stop it. XLE is the Energy Select Spider. No, what? Oh, why are you you're 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 sector picking for a five month old? Hoping to hit it big, I guess. G- well, I guess Grandpa thinks Grandpa's smarter than the market. BAC, as far as no. I can see, is Bank of America Corporation. But that is Bank of America. BAC is their symbol. Uh, yeah. What is your recommendation no. to move that to Uniform Gift Act account or another VG five twenty nine other options? Okay, all right. Stepping back. The first thing, mm. the first decision to make is not the stock or the whatever to pick, which Don will happily provide advice on here in just a moment. You already saw some of his feelings. The first to decide what is the purpose of the money, because a 529 is a far different purpose than the Uniform Gift to Minor Act, right? A 529 is designed yeah. to pay for somebody's, not just higher education, can pay for their secondary education today as well. So if you're deciding education is important to me, it's a value I want to pass on, then that's, and that's what I'm doing for my grandkids. That makes sense. And by the way, it could also help fund their retirement because now you can take $35,000 from a Roth and move it into a young person's, or 35000 from the 529 and move it into a Roth. Great. Yeah, which makes the 529 just I know, an incredible it's, tool. And the other problem with UGMAs, UTMAs, are the fact that the kid yeah. gets it when the kid gets to age of majority most places it's 18 but i think a couple but it's states it's still after 21. it's taxable money it's a whole different yeah. situation and the problem is okay can you do all kinds of things yes are they legal no uh for example moving a ugma to a 529 could be construed because a ugma or a utma is an irrevocable right. gift it's an irrevocable gift. While you as the custodian can decide how it is invested, you and you could technically do this, and no one would ever in a billion years know unless somebody told the kid when they were in their 20s and it was a very litigious kid. Uh, you know, oh, I'm suing grandpa because he took that money. I put it at 529. I didn't want to go to school. I wanted yeah, me exactly. a Camaro. Uh, but uh, you see, you could, but what you might just want to do is leave it in the UTMA, UGMA, get it in a target. Okay. Date that's what I was getting to. That, then what yeah. ETFs should be used in the 529, for example? Oh, well, you know, actually I take back the, the, the target date cause it's not for college. I would just like put it in a VT or an AV UV even even the small now, cap. that's for the that's for the 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 you, for the UTMA okay. money. I was talking about the, the energy the five twenty nine. The, they have pre built age based programs. Well, yeah, he's in a Vanguard five twenty nine. Right. So, but so I hope he's in the. It doesn't age-based. say. It was just talking about XLE and BAC. Neither of which we'd recommend for him 
or for yeah, or for a child. There's no way. I would be recommending a globally diversified stock portfolio in either instance. I would also, because it's so cheap today, be using the age-based options that they have basically in all the 529s now, where they say your kid's this old, the money should be invested this way because they're going to use it in X number of years. Yeah, because it's no longer about inclination. It's about the the eventual usage of the money. We we have a tiny issue with target dates for re- people retiring because the assumption is that you'll need a, a, the money at certain ages. But with a 529, you will need yeah. it at certain ages. You you will. So there you go. Okay, Steve. All right. I, Are we done now? I'm done talking about BAC. I can tell you that much right now. Oh, did they oh, get in yeah. trouble There's recently? There's another highly ethical. I, yeah. They pulled a yeah, Wells exactly. Fargo. Yeah. And I was I was thinking they were above the Wells Fargo mm. fray. But no, no, no. Let's yeah, just open I, I can't, fake accounts. I still can't believe they we? do that. We don't have yeah. enough money. Why don't we open some fake accounts to pad uh, those earnings? You'd like to say shocking, but. Anything for a buck. Mm, maybe not. And I am a capitalist. I'm just not. It's not making money. At any price. That is what's, that's what's wrong with some capitalism is damn the rules, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. There are rules for a reason because they're right. Okay. Uh, Tom, you already plugged the advisory business, so I'm not letting you do that again. <laughs> what, what's um, left? I, you know, I don't know. I just, there is nothing left. I think we just you. have to leave. Appreciate your joining. So Don can get, get He's busy gotta get putting to the together gate, like man. 35. Yeah. Get going. I got to put together so many Q and A's. It ain't funny. All right. See y'all. Um, and the, oh, hey, hey, wait. I didn't tell you you could come back. I'm back to charge. Go, no, do not push me out that. We don't need your carbon-based life forms anymore. From now on, only robots will be talking real money. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.